0: My letter, words spinning around my head. I thought it'd make me feel better. I should have kept it for myself instead. And now you wanna say you're sorry. And that's just why you couldn't live without me. Now I'm running through the reasons why I shouldn't just.
1: Listening to Left the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the unformidable Caleb Coy. <laughs> Un? Unfer- I didn't even know that was a word. I apparently it is. I I hope it is. So you can
2: be formidable, and it's the opposite is unformidable. That you know what that 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 fits though. I don't I don't feel particularly formidable. I'm like I'm not much of an opponent.
1: <laughs> I I googled. <laughs> Unformidable, because I wanted to make sure it was really a word. And the results that Google gave me, the definition is not formidable. Thanks, Google. <laughs> you know what? That's sometimes it, you just you
2: just go with what's obvious, not formidable, unimposing. I'm also unimposing. That's yes <laughs> <laughs> although I, I feel like uh, like i'm I'm growing my beard back again. Um, I feel like when it's at its height, I'm slightly more imposing, but that's it's all an illusion. It's just the beard. Like, I am not a particularly imposing uh, person in general. I don't think so.
1: I, I never thought so either. <laughs> so, hi. Welcome back. Well, welcome back? To what? <laughs> Was I gone? To the show. Did I go somewhere? Welcome, welcome back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went away for a week and now we're back. We do that every week. I know. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> you can't confuse me on my own show. That's rude.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like it just sent my brain down this weird spiral of like, what, like, what would it be like if we just kind of like, literally just went away and then like only came back for the the show? Like we came into existence to record the show and then just like popped out of existence again. Like how? You know how, like, as a, uh, maybe you didn't think this, but I don't know, like, uh, I know I've, I've heard other people say, like, as a kid, you, know, you have this, like, notion where, like, you can't picture your, your teachers in the real world. Like, they don't exist outside of school. I'm like, what if we didn't exist outside of the podcast?
1: I don't exist outside of the podcast. <laughs>
2: i say, can anyone prove
1: it? <laughs> no, no we one can do. prove it. Not <laughs> a single person can prove it. I am, o- <laughs> the only evidence I exist is this podcast and the other one that I do. <laughs>
2: and the other one, yes. Um... Yeah, so...
1: What are we listening of, to this week, Caleb?
2: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, of things when you're younger, uh, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Uh, you know this, I know this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I got down a, a little bit of a, a rabbit hole the other night uh, when I started thinking about this whole band from the, the late 90s, early 2000s that I I used to listen to called Athenaeum. And I say used to listen, I still listen to them, actually. I, uh, on my, my recent road trip, I, I was listening to their... Their debut full length, Radiance, um, and then started thinking about how much I really, really love, still to this day, their uh, follow up uh, self titled record from from two thousand one, and how that's you know twenty years old this year. Mm -hmm. Mind blown. Uh, was, so, again, that kind of set me off on, on this weird little tangent where I started, uh, you know, Google searching the band and, like, I, they did a, a reunion show a couple years ago and I watched a live video of that and it was really amazing. And then, you know, as, as, as I've talked before, I, I, I have a bad habit of, like, I have the, the records that I like by a band and will often either not notice or just totally skip over new things that get released down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I do that. I don't, I, but you know, I forget to step out of my comfort zone sometimes. Uh, but it turns out that the, a couple guys from this band, from, from Athenaeum had a, a, another band later on after Ethaneum broke up in the, the mid 2000s called like MT4 or something like that. I couldn't find anything by them, but that led me further down the hole to, to find out that, uh, the singer Mark Kano, uh, had actually released a couple of solo uh, records, a full-length uh, in 2009 and an EP in 2014, uh, which led me to where we are today, which is discussing the 2014 uh, EP release by Mark Kino called Band in the Box. Uh, and so, of course, what you, what you heard coming into the episode today was the first track, All There Is, Is Love, which is different than All You Need Is Love, because... You may need more things, but, but that's there. all there is. They're not there. They don't exist. Just like us, they don't <laughs> exist. Oh, no. Uh, so, Kitsie, um first I, I will ask, uh, were you at all familiar with ethneum?
1: Uh No. In fact, the first time I had heard of them was the, probably the first time that you said it in this podcast episode.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Ethneum, uh being uh, a... a, a Greek word, uh, referencing the the goddess Athena, but it's a, a word for library, uh, you know, <laughs> Athena being the goddess of wisdom, and so a repository of wisdom being an Athenaeum... Uh, yeah, there's your there's your history and linguistics lesson uh, for the day. Uh, so safe to say that if you hadn't heard of Athenaeum, you probably weren't familiar with Mark Kano. And I know that uh, you had not had an opportunity to listen to this record prior to recording. Uh, and so we're getting your, your first impressions. Uh, so I'd love to, to kick it off uh, with hearing what you thought about the track All There Is Is Love before I give any thoughts on it.
1: Uh, I didn't love it. I kind of expected that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's. I'm 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 trying to be nice. Um, it's it it just feels really generic, alt rock, forgettable. N- nothing special about it to me. Uh, like this this just sounds like the kind of song that if I was sw- switching through radio stations, this came on to be like, nope, and keep going. Yeah, so that was my first impression uh i'm hoping that uh the rest of the songs on the ep might have a little more for me uh but so far i'm not digging this i have to say
2: spoiler i don't think they will oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was actually really curious to, to hear your, your impression of this because i know that this is outside of your your normal uh range uh, of what you would listen to by choice um this is right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. This is very much like musically what I'm about. Uh, and some of the things that you used to describe for why you didn't like it are kind of exactly why I do. Uh, specifically, this first track, All, you, All There Is Is Love, uh, I, I love that they he started the record with this because this is to me the most familiar sounding. This is the one that feels most uh, okay. like an Athenaeum track from this record. Like it, it could have easily been a B side from. Uh, the the self titled release back in two thousand and one. Uh, now, uh, Ethaneum was was formed in uh, I think it was Greensboro, somewhere in, in North Carolina. Um, by, like literally in eighth grade, uh, like a couple of the guys got together and started the band. And you know they they released that was in nineteen ninety. So the, the first uh, first full length release was you know eight years later. But by that point, they had signed to Atlantic Records. Which, you know, like, that's a, a pretty crazy thing to be, like, straight out of high school signing to a major label. That's that's pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, that's not so, nothing. That's not nothing. And they, they saw some some moderate success with that record. They had a couple of uh, singles off it, uh, the big one being uh, What I Didn't Know. Um, there was uh, Flat Tire, that it was another single release, and... Um, unnoticed uh, was another track that I really like from the record that was in a, a popular TV show at the time or a movie or something like that I can't remember uh, varsity blues maybe it doesn't matter um but yeah it's to 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 put out a major label record you know right after graduating and then you know a few years later followed up with what I think is a, a really really solid uh sophomore release that showed some some growth um that self title again has this this kind of feel to it. There's a lot of that really wet, chorusy guitar, mm-hmm. um, very straightforward uh, kind of mid-tempo uh, you know, driving songs, and he does these big melodies. And I, I've always I've, I've been like really fascinated by his voice because uh, his range is lower than what I normally sing to the point where, like, it's actually kind of difficult for me to sing along to mm-hmm. his songs because mm-hmm. uh, it's ju- just a little below my, my comfort zone. Uh, but it doesn't feel, like, affected like I feel a lot of uh, singers from this time period specifically had, where they, like, they kind of put on a, a weird voice or an accent. And mm-hmm. that also mm-hmm. might be overly judgy of me. They, they might always be legitimately their real voices, but I don't believe that. Because I know what it takes for me to emulate, and <laughs> it's just not there. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I, I like the energy of the song. I like the it, – it, it connects with me emotionally, which is something that's important for me in, in listening to music. So there's almost a little bit of a, a country vibe on some of these tracks, too. It comes out a little bit on a this bit. more like – more on the, the pop country end, but mm-hmm. like uh, a little bit more uh, so in some of the later tracks, um, but I think that kind of is a reflection of, you know, they were, they were from the South and stayed in the South. Like when they got a, you know, a moderate degree of success, they didn't pick up and move to L.A. or New York or whatever and like you try that, that life of like we're going to go make it in the, the big city sort of thing. They stayed where they were and kind of stayed true to who they were. And I think that that comes out in, in Mark's songwriting. I guess you could say that he was hanging on to who he was. That's my segue. Second track is called
0: Hanging Out.
1: <laughs> Gotta Almost liked okay that's
2: <laughs> that's an improvement
1: yeah uh I, I got some jim blossom vibes uh mm-hmm. coming off of this uh especially in the first half of the song maybe even a little bodine's uh um, okay but uh and then it kind of got into this real rocking like you know double time yeah and then the and then the ending just kind of got boring oh but it was doing uh, so well i was i was <laughs> excited it was like this I was like, yeah, this is, I could, okay, this one's, this one's all right. And then it's just, ah, uh, the ending just <laughs> kind of let me down.
2: There is a very Gin Blossoms feel on the, this track, and I'm, I'm glad that that came through for, for you as well. Uh, it I I think one of the reasons that I appreciate that is that Athenaeum, along with the Gin Blossoms, uh, were um, well, uh, I guess I should separate them. Like, Gin Blossoms was one of the first uh, bands that I, was able to acknowledge to myself that I liked that wasn't in the Christian scene. Uh, you know, having grown up in that and having been kind of required by my, my parents to, well, my dad, let's be real, uh, to only listen to that kind of music. And like, it, it was rebellious to not, uh, but I, like, I remember hearing Hey Jealousy on the intercom at fucking Home Depot. And thinking like, this is a jam. And I, like telling my brother, like, I love this song. Uh, but Athenaeum was probably one of the, the first like new bands that I got into after like starting to make that, that scene transition for myself. Uh, and you know, it, it makes sense that there's there's a lot of stylistic overlap and a lot of kind of a similar feel uh, in the songwriting. And I can't remember where the, the Gin Blossoms were from, they sing a lot kind of about the southeast region of the. The U.S. are kind of have that that vibe, uh, and they similarly have a little bit of like you know in, a country feel in some of their songs. I think like Memphis Time and Cheatin' and whatnot. Uh, and so, like I, I feel like there's there's a lot of similarity here. Um, I do like that the the bop, 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 bop drum part in the the bridge. Yeah, and, yeah, it's really good. Kicks the energy up a little bit,
1: and then they just uh, <laughs> drag it right back down without outro. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, it's it's just pretty. He brings he brings it down to a conclusion, yeah, uh, yeah, but he it's, does. A, it's just not it's what a, I wanted. It's a very twinkly song, which okay. I like. Yeah, very yeah. very twinkly guitars, um, and the something I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around uh, to describe properly uh, is the there's a, a lushness to the the production of these songs where, like, it doesn't feel like it's layers on layers on layers on layers on layers of instruments, but the parts all layer so perfectly and are balanced in the mix so well that it just, the, the songs feel huge. Even when they're in their quiet moments, they, they feel huge to me. Uh, and, you know, not, not for nothing, the, the bass uh, on these tracks, and even going back to the Athenaeum stuff, uh, has always been to me, like, a really great tone and just really, it, it, it's doing most of the lifting for the songs, mm-hmm. but it, like, it doesn't necessarily, like, stand out and, like, draw your attention. It's, like, you feel it there, and if you pay attention, you recognize that this guy's really good. I don't, I don't know who played on this stuff. I know that the, the bassist for Athenium was was really good, and this feels a lot like his style. Uh, and, and I also don't know how much, like... Because these tracks feel like Athenaeum tracks, and I know that Mark was the, the primary singer uh, songwriter for the band, I don't know how much of that was his influence on the band versus how much of this is the band's influence on his writing or vice versa. Um, it's really interesting to, to think about. I also get a little bit of like Toe the Wet Sprocket from some of the tracks on this record.
1: Okay, okay.
2: And um, that's another thing that's um, I think pretty intentional because – uh, Marcus actually worked quite a bit with uh, Gavin McKillop from Toe the West Rocket, uh, doing uh, production on some of these releases. Oh, nice! So <laughs> I, I think he actually did work on this one as well. I think I'm not 100 percent positive. I know he did on uh, Walking on Broadway, Mark's uh, full length solo release, and also on some of the the Athenaeum stuff. So it would stand to reason that he would you know go back and work with uh, Gavin on this as well, but. I think that that influence really
1: comes through uh, from the you know, from that side of the board. Definitely. Uh, and the Jim Blossoms are for te- from uh, Tempe, Arizona, by the way. Oh, you know what? That's
0: right.
2: I knew that because so is Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Another one of your favorites. Another one. Well, yeah, absolutely my favorite. So apparently I, I like uh, Ben's from Arizona. Clearly you just need to move there. Yeah. No, I don't. Okay. That, that does not. That does not sound like a thing I would be interested in. I've been to to the Phoenix area. Uh, granted, it was a while ago, but I didn't. I didn't love it. Uh, but there's one more track on on the front half of this record that I want to discuss before we go into the break, and that's called uh, the, the track called uh, "If I Ever Got Over You." Get over you.
1: Okay. Okay. Bear with me on this. I'm with you. This is going to be a journey. Okay. What this song to me sounds like is if it was like a a bro-y pop country song, right? Okay. And then Alex Melton covered it as a pop punk song. Okay. 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 And then the original artist went back and covered Alex Melton's cover (laughs) of it as a bro pop country song again. that's what it sounds like to me. It's like if you if you take something in Google Translate and translate it to one language and then back into the other and it's it still says the same thing but it's really different. It's not quite it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the vibe I get from this. Um okay. and like uh, uh, but I mean even more so like arrangement-wise it, it it sounds like one of Alex Melton's arrangements of uh when he does the pop punk songs as like bro country stuff. It's, it has that kind of arrangement and sound to it. Obviously, he does the very affected like southern drawl you know exaggerated country vocals and this obviously doesn't have that but from a a song you know arrangement perspective and a a, a, um, production perspective it really sounds like one of those like you know pop punk songs as uh done as as country
2: which we got to get alex on the show sometime
1: Uh, you know i keep saying i'm gonna email him and you know what i'm gonna do it
2: well, I mean, you'd, you'd reached out to him before, but it was while well, he was in the process of moving and everything. And now he's said time to settle in. has been releasing banger after banger from the new studio. Even that, like, fucking, like, rooftop that he goes and records on, like, that was cool as hell. Yeah. So, but <laughs> something that is noticeably missing, I think, from, from a lot of these songs is, like, a ripping solo of some sort. But okay. if you listen real closely in the background of this, there's something that feels like the beginnings of a Johnny Resnick-style, like, Google Dolls acoustic solo uh, that's, that's happened. I, I heard it in the the left channel, uh, and it's, like, it's kind of like a Lazy Sunday version of a Google Dolls solo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's just, like, just it's real quiet in the mix, uh, and that, that kind of lens credence to me like I, I do again I don't know who the music musicians were on this record so I don't know if Mark played everything or if he brought in folks like I know he's brought in uh, what was his name Mike Garrigan I think who uh, yeah Mike Garrigan played guitar in Athenaeum. I know he's brought Mike in for uh, some stuff uh, uh, you know the projects that he's worked on uh, which I remember now I did actually find uh, the mg4 stuff um the, the stuff that Keno and Garrigan did after and broke up. Uh I didn't like it that much. I, mm. I didn't I didn't hate, I didn't dislike it, but uh I kind of moved on and I found this stuff and I liked it more. Um <clears throat> but it, it it feels like it, maybe Mark uh was never really particularly comfortable with, with leads and like just didn't really write any big ones for you know, for this stuff. I mean there's uh, or I should say solos because there are leads. There, are, there, mm-hmm. um, you know. So there's some great movement throughout the, this track. I mean, it starts out with the bass, and you know, as we were listening to it, your first reaction was you know that bass tone, uh, which is really good.
1: Just like this growly, mm-hmm. uh, crunchy bass tone. But uh, it, but it was still very rounded, you know. Yeah. Like it it had that grit and that aggression to it, but it was still very smooth and polished, which is mm-hmm. not an easy thing to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love it. I'm a sucker for it. Like the, the bass parts on, on pretty much every track that, that he writes, I always love, um, this song feels specifically more like, so, uh, the, the second record that I mentioned, the, the solo, uh, I'm sorry, the, 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 sophomore release by Athenaeum that was self-titled, uh, they dropped that on September 18th of 2001. Oof. So not, not good timing to release a record. Uh, as uh, as Jimmy World knows from releasing Bleed American just before uh, September 11th, uh, you know, immediately after was also not a good time for putting out a, a release at all, um, you know, much less a, a major, having a major label put any promotion behind you. Uh, and so it, that that one was kind of doomed to fail, but there was some really interesting songwriting on it. The, uh, the first record was a lot of very straightforward, four-chord, uh, kind of pop rock, you know, late nineties, exactly what you would expect. Uh, the next record, they, they there was a, a lot more musical maturity to it. And, uh, he got a little bit more experimental experimental is not really the right word, but it's one that I, I've seen used. Uh, and it's not, not entirely wrong either, uh, with chord progressions and with the, his vocal stylings and melodies and uh, also did some more, like, storytelling. There's a track called Pluribel that's actually about uh, the, the female lead character from Finnegan's Wake, okay, uh, which was actually really interesting. And musically, this track reminds me a lot of that, the way it's very, like, atmospheric, ambient, very, like, twinkly and pretty, and it feels like it's it's telling a story. Uh, and so that's – again, it, it's uh, – a lot of what I, I love about this record is how – well, it fits in with the, the back catalog that I already knew and loved. So there's nothing really groundbreaking anywhere here in the, the tracks that we've heard so far. But that's such a comfort to me because it, it feels so familiar. It feels like, you know, slipping on that that old pair of jeans or whatever, you know, whatever they say in country. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of jeans that fits just right, I think, is the line. Sure. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, you know, I'm wondering if we're ever going to get over to the break. Bye! Uh, hey. See what I did there? I so, do. So we're going to go ahead and hear uh, If I Ever Get Over You by Mark Hano off of his EP, Band in the Box. And we come back, we'll talk about the second half of this EP. So don't go anywhere.
0: She climbs the border train tonight Her to down, the money spent a lonely way to say goodbye A broken promise never meant So if you don't want me If you just need out, if you don't believe That I could do it without Let me save you of this heartache So
2: Action stations, action stations, set condition one throughout the podcast. I'm your host, an SC1 actual, Caleb.
1: I'm your host, and XO, Kitsie.
2: I'm your host, Andrea, and I don't know what any of that means. Welcome to set condition one. Battlestar Galactica Fancast.
1: Each week, we revisit, and I watch for the first time, the 2004 sci fi series Battlestar Galactica.
2: Whether you're the commander of a soon to be decommissioned battleship, or unexpectedly promoted to president of the Twelve Colonies,
1: join us as we make our way through the Battlestar Galactica universe, one episode at a time.
2: I still don't know what you're talking about. Set Condition One, a night shift radio production.
1: New episodes every week at Set Condition One throughout the podcast.com. Now that I understand.
0: Give the boys some
1: Still listening to Left of the Dial, I'm still Kitsy, Caleb is still Unformidable. It's still true. I still can't believe that's actually a word. I mean, all words are made up, but that one feels especially made up. I'm sure it was at some point. We are still (laughs) talking about Band in the Box by Mark Kano, and what you just heard was the track Here and Now, which uh, features one of Caleb's favorite musical devices, and that is the Stairway to Nowhere. The Stairway to Nowhere. I love it. I love it. Every time never lets me down i think i figured out what it is i don't like about this okay other than the all of it um, other than all <laughs> of it, other than all, everything no there there are things i like about it um his voice i can't pinpoint it i i it, it's like it he sounds like someone in the like nickelback puddle of mud kind of you know the hemisphere of music, if you will, and it sounds like at any moment the song could turn into a song from that kind of oh, uh, no. like like that that uh, family of 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 music. And I think I'm just af- like I'm afraid of that. It's <laughs> I'm just like sitting here like, please don't turn into a Nickelback song. I can tell you that it doesn't happen. Okay. That's uh, I good.
2: Can, I can set your mind easy. I wonder if maybe you're thinking of Lifehouse Cause that's probably the, one of maybe. the closest like vocal comparisons I can think of. And that's one of the ones where, again, I don't know the person well enough and I shouldn't be so judgy, but that's one where I, like, I always think like that's an affectation. Like I don't genuinely believe that that's his voice. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Guy from Lifehouse, if you listen to our podcast, feel free to shit talk me on on Twitter. I'm like you know, I, at Caleb Michael. I'm just trying to be real here. <laughs> <laughs> it's I I can take it if if I have insulted you, uh, I can I I can take it back. So, uh, but I I'm curious. Uh, so thoughts on this track, other than the the stairway to nowhere and the the fear of the uh, the fear of the unknown vocal.
1: Yeah, uh, the guitar riff it opens with is is way cooler than <laughs> than this song deserves. Um, oh, rude! <laughs> I'm just calling it like it is. That's especially rude. Like it sounds like the <laughs> song should rip and then it doesn't.
2: I mean, it kind of does.
1: Eh, not as much as that guitar riff leads you to believe it's gonna. <laughs> I I appreciate that
2: you know we're halfway through the the track or the record and. You know, here is what I think of one of the more standout tracks on on it. Like, it's okay. not really like a low point. And uh, just like, I've, if anything, I feel like the, the songs are are building still at this point. Uh, and I mentioned earlier how like you know, most of these tracks are, are pretty well fleshed out and you know layered uh, appropriately. Uh, but it's usually like you know drums, bass, acoustic guitar. Uh, rhythm electric guitar and then lead electric guitar and vocals, like, whatever. Uh, but this has, like, the the vocals are doubled, but, like, octave, and there's callbacks, and there's this huge string section. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, that very, like, 90s rock riff uh, in there that I fucking love. Uh, and so, like, I think that this is, uh, I, I get into this song. I, I enjoy it. Um. Anyway I went into this whole thing Not expecting you to particularly love this record uh, I'm a little disappointed how much you're ripping it apart But I... uh,
1: I'm sorry, I'm trying to be nice
2: No, you're not I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, because I know you And I know that if you want to You could be sweet as the night
0: Segway Motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Push me down like dirt.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, I love how the stairway to nowhere. Like I, I mentioned that, like if anything, it felt like here and now was like still building, building, building on the the, the record. Mm-hmm. And it ends with that stairway to nowhere and just drops off. And then hears this like acoustic and piano driven, uh, just sweet little song. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love the line: "She knocks me down like dominoes." That is a very <laughs> like, good one. It's it's just a great little little analogy or simile or I don't know I mean I, learning English was a long time ago and all the rules have changed, no, or maybe haven't. they're still the same <laughs> I just don't remember them.
1: <laughs> That's that seems more plausible to me, but yeah. So like
2: it's just it's it's not of like. You know, total night and day difference, but like it's pretty dramatic to go from like this huge rock and riff with this massive string section in the background uh, and layered vocals and everything to just this like sweet acoustic song. Uh, and I, again, like in keeping with the, the theme of everything else on the record, the, the piano sounds incredible. It's really lush and like perfectly balanced with with the guitar and the vocals. Like nothing overpowers anything else. And I think that that's really kind of a, a hallmark of all of mark songs that I've uh, heard throughout my my life is that the production and the, the balance of everything is is always like exactly where it needs to be and it feels like that that doesn't feel particularly common for like everything that you hear from a, a band release to be like yeah that that consistently good you know you you experiment with different. Uh, different instruments or different uh, styles or, you know, go to a different studio, have a different producer whatnot, and, like, something will will change. But, I mean, maybe that's the 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 benefit of getting your start with a, a major label, uh, to, with, you know, like Atlantic, uh, and kind of building your career from there. You start at the top. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a really, really pretty song and... You know, it just gets me thinking about, you know, how sometimes you just got to dream. <laughs> that would have been a segue. But before we do the, the last track on because there is one more track, it's a, it's a six song EP. We're talking about all of them. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I think we, we probably have some stuff to plug in. Do we have some uh, some more lives coming up? We're like, y'all have been hella busy down there. And well, I guess up there in Philly uh, with Left of the Dial Live. And it's just been incredible.
1: Yeah, we've got. Um, well, we just last week, uh, we just, dro- we did We had a, a hell of a week. We dropped, uh, Mikey erg early riser and the Tisbury's, uh, all three sessions last week. We, we dropped those. So those are up on our YouTube channel. You can go to left of the dial dot live to check those out. And if you want to support us and the bands, uh, you can go to left of the dial dot and buy the audio recordings of those sessions. We split the, uh, proceeds 50, 50 with the bands. So you're, you're helping us and you're helping the bands, which is a cool awesome. thing to do. Uh,
2: back to back to back bangers yeah
1: yeah i mean it's just they're all so good they're all so good um and then uh we've got backeye coming up uh tomorrow i hell yeah yeah tomorrow as of uh as of when this episode drops so mm-hmm. that's going to be fun. Uh, we had them back on the podcast. They were our very first guest on on the podcast. So they were we they were great. Very excited for that. Uh, we have Catbite coming up. They have a new record coming out in August, and uh, I hear we're going to hear a few new songs at their nice. their live streams. That's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, we have uh, Aaron Fox coming up in August, uh, whose record I uh, helped make, which is a very cool thing. Yeah, and we still have that one I can't announce yet because we're, the lawyers, man. The lawyers <laughs> are just in the in the, uh, just in the negotiations and contracts and demands and riders, and it's a whole thing. But you know we're getting there.
2: They're they're putting on, the business in music business, huh? And giving yep. you the business.
1: <laughs> Those lawyers are earning their money on this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we're just uh, working out some details, but I think we should be able to announce it soon, which I'm very excited for. I'm excited too
2: because I know who it is, and I am very thrilled. I, I think that's, yes, that's it, it. We we would be very wrong to not have this uh, this guest do a live with us. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Oh, I just hurt my toes. I tried anyway, to adjust
2: my position on my stool, and I slipped and hurt my foot.
1: Well, while Caleb's uh, recovering from his toe injury. <laughs> uh, you can go to leftofthedial.live. Uh, that'll take you right to our YouTube channel and you can see all those sessions that we've uh, released already. And make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get notified of all the new ones because we're going to keep doing them until someone yeah. makes a stop.
2: And, you know, I, I, I don't see that coming. I hope But not. I guess you never, you never do see it you coming. Never
1: <laughs> you never do. You uh, never do. But Caleb, other than Left of the Dial Live, what else do we have going on? What else do we have going on? I think that's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, of course, left of the dial live is, is keeping us busy here over on in left of the dial land. But uh, elsewhere on Night Shift Radio, if you uh, uh, check out nightshiftradio.com and sign up for our newsletter, we we send sign, sign one out once a week to keep you up to date with all of the, the shows that are happening. Um, you know, Over on Never Heard of It, Michael and I have uh, started live streaming our recording session so you can see uh, behind the the scenes, and you 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 can actually see that we really don't edit the show at all. Like it's what what you see is what you get with us. Then uh, on second Edition one, we're just about to wrap up season three for for Battlestar Galactica. So uh, lots right. of big things happening across the network, and oh,
1: and big news: the network renewed set condition one for a fourth season. We didn't think yeah. it was going to happen, but at the last minute, the contract negotiations went through, and
2: those lawyers, man, yeah.
1: <laughs> they're, they're really bringing it to the wire <laughs> those those big wigs over at night shift radio agreed dollar demands <laughs> and uh and, and 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 you know renewed us for for a fourth season so you can expect that coming soon uh so that's really exciting
2: super pumped about that and then of course we have some some other stuff that we're working on behind the scenes that we, we can't really talk about yet but that's why you know you you check us out on, on social like sign up for the mailing list you know, just keep informed and of course uh you know if you're if you're not already, uh, you know, make sure that you hit that subscribe button on your, your podcast player of choice so that you always get updated about our new episodes. And if you can, if you're willing to, leave us a, a rating and review. Uh, you know, everybody asks for that for you to do that. You know, but it, it really does mean a lot both to uh, to us personally. We love it, uh, but also it does help you know, help us get discovered. And you know, that's that's what we want. Especially you know, here on Left of the Dial, we're all about promoting. Uh, artists promoting musicians and like getting that out there for for people to hear, and the more that people can discover our show, uh, that's really what it's about. The more they can discover the artists that we're we're trying to push. So, oh
1: yeah,
2: you know, do you do your part? I'm doing my part.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> would you like to know more? Um, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would like to know more. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, in order to know more, you got to dream. Let's see, I brought it back. I did another segue. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, the last track on this record before we we go out for the for the day.
1: Kind of an uh, anticlimactic ending to an EP, isn't it?
2: A little bit, but you know, it's, I. I, I kind of I, I like it. It's it's just this simple, sweet acoustic song. It's a little bit of hopefulness to it, you know. And I resonate with the line, you, you got to dream until you're old
1: and gray, because I'm both of those things now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the old is a new thing, but the gray is not.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for my age to catch up with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Nicolas Cage, have looked 50 since I was in my 20s, so. <laughs> Can confirm. Yep. Yeah. Uh you know, there, there's not a ton that I, I want or need to, to say about this song. I I, I kinda you know, it, it is a little anticlimactic, especially given how the first like two-thirds of it are this you know, pretty big buildup. Um, but it, it follows Sweet as the Night really, really well. Uh and you know it, it is a decent closer. Um I think if there were if this were a full length, it would go back up and it would probably have a, a fairly big like rock closer, but you know, it, it I don't think it really needs to be anymore. Fair enough. And I, I don't I, I feel like the C P isn't really trying to be any more than what it is. And it's you know, mostly like simple, straightforward, like very like late nineties throwback rock style songs, uh, and a couple of like, you know, country influenced ballads. And again, like I mostly picked this uh, partly. You know, like I, I discovered this literally like w- when I decided to to pick it. I, you know, was doing my my research. I found this. I listened to like a few snippets. And I was like, "Yep, this is the one." Um, Which, but,
1: for reference, was yesterday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, now I, had I, I might have discovered it the night before, but either way, it, in it was
1: like uh, roughly twenty four hours ago.
2: Yeah, because I realized that we hadn't uh, been decided on anything yet but yeah it was definitely it was within the last couple of days so this is still a, a new thing for me and you, like what you're getting aren't my raw first impressions like what we've been getting from you Kitsy. uh but it's not that far off i i've only listened to this a, a few times uh but i can i can easily see this making its way into my rotation because it's such a, a comfortable and familiar thing and you know it's it's nice every now and then like we we do try to, to, to mostly spotlight uh Current uh, active musicians and more like indie underground stuff, um, but there, there's something about the. This is relatively new. It's only, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, what seven years old? Yeah, seven years old. Yeah, uh, which in my lifetime still feels newish, since I've I've now seen four decades, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I, I, I like to every now and then just interject a, a little piece of my personality musically into to what we talk about, and you know, let let the people decide. I, I knew what you were going to say, but you know, I, I'm curious to hear what what, uh, what the listeners think, and they may hate it too. And you know what? That's okay. I I once again, I can take it.
1: I didn't. I wouldn't <laughs> say I hated it. What would you say? It's not for me. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, my, my first, like, my literal first impressions of this was like, this is extremely Caleb's shit and extremely not my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's,
2: that's exactly it. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is just another one of those uh, examples where, like, you, you can listen to these songs and get a pretty, pretty decent sense of you know, broadly what I'm into. And basic
1: as fuck. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. No, it's gotten me this far. The, the, <laughs> the, the important thing is that you find music that you connect with, and it sounds like you've done that.
2: I have. I have. and well, That's, uh, that's all that matters. I'm looking forward to listening to these songs more and actually going back and listening to uh, the full length, which I haven't even touched yet, uh, which uh, as we were getting ready to uh, talk about this uh, EP, um, you were having trouble locating it on your, your music player of choice. And it's like, well, we might have to just do both of our first impressions of the full length. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll give it a listen sometime in the near future and do like just a, a short little write up for for social or something. Who knows?
1: Who knows? Or you could do a write up for uh, the left of the dial blog that is coming soon. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah.
1: Ooh, was I supposed to not say that on the podcast? Oops. Oh. <laughs> Like
2: I said, lots of great stuff coming from uh, Left of the Dial specifically and Night Shift Radio more broadly. So, uh, you know, keep your ears tuned uh, to the Left of the Dial.
1: Take it away, Kitsy. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week.
0: Remember growing up strong in the schoolyard making my plans. Teacher said, son, you're going to be the one I hope you understand. When you grow up, you're going to change the world. You're going to be the greatest man. So you got to dream, 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 dream just as big as you. Give it some time and soon you'll find that the way to ease the years Is you gotta dream, 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 dream dream till it all comes clear You know you gotta dream, 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 dream dream till it all comes clear Love spins the whole world around It brings out the best in all the things that we found Guide us through anything we put our hearts into. Our hearts into. Remember playing outside in the sandbox, spelling my name? A little voice cried, Don't you waste your time, it'll only fade away. But I know inside we gotta leave behind a bigger, brighter day. So we gotta.